And welcome to Living in the Past. Uh, it is our Christmas gift to you, a watch along to the Christmas or Christmas adjacent movie or not a Christmas movie at all, depending on who you are. Uh, <laughs> Die Hard. I'm joined by Ben, as always. Are Hello. You, are, you, are, you excited? are you a big Die Hard fan? Uh, I used to be. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. It's been. Probably separate been that long separate Bruce Willis from it. Separate Bruce Willis from it, and then are you a diehard fan? <laughs> I don't think Bruce Willis ruins it for me now. Like I don't think he's a complete psychopath that uh, he would completely yeah. alter my opinion on things. Yeah, but it's yeah. one of those ones that you grow up with, and you don't have like an emotional connection to it. But it was fun growing up. Is it still as fun now? When was the last time you watched this movie? I- uh, I'd say it's within the last two or three years, okay. definitely. I watched this movie, and it's been like a consistent-ish watch. Yeah. Uh, I, it's it's a yearly watch, if not two yearly watch for me. Um, uh, I love this movie. This movie is my gateway to uh, action, and just I love it so much. It's uh, it's it's probably it would probably be in my top twenty movies of all time. Uh, and closer to the top 10 than, than, than you might think. Um, I think it's just, I mean, what came after, I, I do like Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, I think like a lot of the other sequels are like not as great, but this one, I think just, it hits all the right notes. Um, I, it's just my, it also was on TV a lot. Like it was on TV all the time in the nineties and, and when I was growing up. Yeah. So I think I just watched it. Um, and as well as movies that if I start watching it, I'll, I'll finish it. I think I had a bigger connection to the game for this one. Yes. Yeah. So when, that when 90... the game came out. Oh, no, it was in 2000s. I think it was it... like early 2000s. No, it would have been um, late 90s. Okay. Because I played it I played it with our old friend James, who, uh, oh, you know, closet boy. Smashed you into the closet boy, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that yeah. the Die Hard trilogy um, you talk about? The one where you so can we do... were... Yes, but it had all three on it. And the first game was... I, so, my view of it growing up, the first game was the best game, not the best film. Okay. The second was not not a great film, not a great game. But the third game was the worst, but the absolute best film in the three. Okay. I can, I can see that. That was yeah. my viewpoint as a child. And I think I'd stand by it. Well, let's get started because it is a long movie, so we're going to get straight into it and um, uh, we'll do it as we usually do, whereas we um, we get to the 10-second mark. We're, we're watching this through Disney+. Plus, uh, So we get to the 10-second mark. Um, the 20th Century lo- Fox logo is, is right there and then we're going to start it in uh, a five, four, three, two, one, play. All right. Okay. I pressed play on your one because I assume there's going to be some sort of Zoom delay. <laughs> so apologies if I'm half a second ahead, but I probably <laughs> need to be. Um, yeah, look, uh, this is um, going back to the game. Right? Yeah, because like the, the, in the trilogy game, like the first one's like a, three, like a third-person shooter. 
the second one's like a um it's kind of like that uh if you had like a gun that you shoot at the screen that sort of thing like you yeah of, it's lethal yeah. lethal enforcer style yeah yeah well there he is and there's this guy gilbert godfrey <laughs> white but godfrey <laughs> gilbert white free you don't like flying do you <laughs> <laughs> You want to know the it's secret so of weird, surviving like... air travel? <laughs> Sorry. He looks so much like him, but also not like him at all. Yeah. It's 80s. Make fist, fist with your toes. Make fist with your toes. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that is. I He does it later in the film. It's kind of weird. And like, I don't see how getting off a plane and then making fist with your clo- toes on a carpet will make you feel better. Like, it, 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 the, the plane trip's already over. Uh, I thought it was just like when you're tense and you just clench everything. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, I don't know. So it's based on a book. I love um, that you can just say to someone, hey, I'm a cop. Oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. Cool, you can have a gun. Oh, man, no yeah. Uh, this is the thing, like, he's married, um, but he makes eyes to, like, nearly every woman that comes past him. <laughs> like, it's like, I know that they're sort of estranged and living on different sides of the country. I don't. I don't get how this marriage was ever going to work. Like, uh, and I kind of want to, like, apparently there was, there's been talk because there is a, 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 a comic series of, uh, like a prequel series where he's a cop in New York, but I'd like to see like, it'd be a good TV yeah. show. I reckon it'd be a great TV show just to like show like the diehard, the, the pre diehard years and lots of stuff. It'd be pretty cool. Just call it McLean. Just like the everyday John McLean, where he's not saving hundreds of people, just, yeah, but he's just got a reputation. The beat cup. He's got he's got a reputation of like sort of still getting himself into like situations, but like yeah, I don't know. Um, man, this party. These I eight. know. <laughs> How, imagine working in a company that does this. Look at the size uh, of that tree. Yeah, it's like two stories up. A lot of companies do. Um. Not that so I've you... ever seen. <laughs> well, we don't have good jobs. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I've got a good job. Speak for just... yourself, sir. I got to play. I got to play mini golf last night. Ah, look at you. Yeah, that's what this movie's fin- um, yeah. missing is mini golf. And here's the second. Every movie is missing mini golf. <laughs> he, he basically should have a picture of him at a bar. I was like, if you look like this, you need to leave because no one wants to fuck you. Good old Ellis. This is a very reminiscent of a no 90s film <laughs> where the douchebag man gets the woman this time he does not ah because bonnie bedelia yeah she ain't gonna take him she's she's too busy like um freezing sperm <laughs> Is, no she's not yet no but she's it's, wait where are th- we are we in 88 yeah 88 she's she's thinking about it though Probably. um and then uh, her secretary just said, like, I'm going to go drink champagne and I'm pregnant. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> There's no studies yet to say that you can't do that. There's uh, Lucy McLean that we'll see in Die Hard 4 in, what, 16 years? And then the other kid that we'll see in A Good Day to Die Hard and no one will watch because they'll hate it. Oh, it was okay. It wasn't the best. You're so... The- you're the first person who said that. They're nah. together right now, right? They're yeah, they're kind of like estranged. Like they're 
there. She got a job and moved to LA and he was in, he stayed at, yeah, and took the kids with her. So like, it's essentially like, you know, he's, he's well, down. She's got photos of him on her desk, so she obviously doesn't hate him yet. Maybe she didn't have enough time to take you first. <laughs> she comes in. hasn't taken the photos down yet. She comes in and Ellis is just sticky taped his face in the top of his Oh, they're making up the spare bedroom for him. Gee, Mrs. Holly. Yeah. See, she doesn't um, need him. So she's, she's doing still, quite she's well. Very well. Yeah. I don't know what she does. Like, it's not, I mean, I'm sure, like, if I really paid attention, I think it's, like, some sort of, uh, well, no, upstairs he's got um, a lot of uh, models of stuff he's building. So I assume he's, like, he's a developer and she's just fucking California. Um. Yeah, she's just like a helps with the developing of of these new things. So I kind of like. Um, how... I... you go back to this being Disney Plus just quickly. Um, hmm. did they cut out a swear just there? No, I. Actually... Are they gonna? Is there gonna be some cuts here? You think? No, no. I, I actually, he actually, um, he doesn't. He says, he says California. Then and then, when the guy kisses him at the party, that's when he says fucking California. So. Because at the start of this film, Disney did not make any apologies for anything, like well, they often do. I think that's mostly for the cartoons and stuff like that. And like, I don't know that there's like a lot of racial stuff in this. I'm not sure. Argyle seems. Oh, pretty, I guess uh... we'll find out. Oh, man, Argyle's yeah. The... <laughs> Argyle's the lone hero of this movie. Is amazing. Um, he. I would love to have seen everything go badly and then just Argyle and John McClane hit the road, hit the streets of LA and just like, cause that's what he's like. He's like, we'll, we'll go pick up some, pick up some girls. Just this burnt out old cop and this young black limo driver. <laughs> that's he's it. not burnt out yet. <clears throat> oh, he's burnt out. Is he? He looks so young and fresh. He does. And he's, I don't think there's any wig work in this one. I'm pretty sure in the third one, that's when he starts getting getting a bit wiggy with it. Uh, I oh, yeah. recently watched, because it's coming up in the, the season, I recently watched uh, Striking Distance and uh, I don't know whether like they just filmed it over the course of a year or something, but like his hair is, is it's a thing in that movie. It's, it's, it, it's uh, stressful to make perhaps. It lengthens and shortens and uh, yeah. Striking Distance was good. I'm going to say that right now. Was it? Be my, uh, it'd be up there with my favorite Bruce Willis. I, the thing is, like, Bruce, like, he hasn't done anything that egregious. He's like, a, a, he's, a, he's a well known asshole, like, not to work with, but I don't know whether he's done, like, Mel Gibson level top shit. Um, he is probably my favorite action star um, because he has that like, everyman sort of thing to him. Like, it's, he's not, he's buff. Um, He's got some Bob Hoskins uh, brown sugar on the, on the, on the porridge thing going on in this film too. Surely surely he comes second to your boy Van Damme. Nah, I'd, I'd watch the Bruce Willis movie over Van I've watched more oh. Bruce Willis. I've actually watched, yeah, like even his, his later stuff, like not anything past like, like 2012, I think was his zenith. Like um, he has in a really good, good movie called Hostage. Um, I think in 09 that I watched recently. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it's one of those ones now. Like he just tends to like show up for five minutes of a movie, still get to be on the front cover of that movie, and um, just gets a payday. Um, 
I was watching. Yeah, he did quite a lot of those. Yeah, I was watching GI Joe Retaliation yesterday because <laughs> why not? <laughs> and uh, and he's in that. I thought you were going to give like a real because then. Uh, I watched the first one. Like I hear this is a quick GI Joe sidebar. Um, I went and saw GI Joe at an advanced screening, like the first one, The Rise of Cobra. And at that screening, we were coming in and we had to relinquish our mobile phones uh, for the entire screening. We had to give it to Oh, them. yeah, we it's very... Them, we put them in a bag. Culturally them, important film. Oh, look, they didn't want anyone seeing like us filming G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra on our phones. On our 09 no, phones. <laughs> the height of technology, though, at the time, don't forget. Oh, this is the height. Look at this. Touch screen. Ooh. This guy says that he can help you take a piss. <laughs> oh, she's not McLean anymore. Oh. Look at you. Uh-oh. He's upset now. Gennaro. Oh, I thought it was Bedelia. <laughs> no, that's her actual name. <laughs> That's tough. It's tough. That's tough. That, that's floor. some uh, quality acting as well. That disappointment <clears throat> in his face. He's still got it. But then back to his uh, disgruntled sass face. Well, no, away. it's like it's that upturned lip thing that he's got going like most of the time. And uh, then it just like his eyes just change. So, so sometimes it's like a bemused thing and sometimes it's like a, it's an angry thing. I always thought that guy was in yeah, there too. Cause was, I feel like he's dodgy. got two. He's he's got two he's got two faces. <laughs> Angry and unimpressed. That guy's doing fucking nothing. And yeah, that's, 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 that's his face. His face is just like, what the fuck are you doing? Um This building is actually the 20th century Fox building. Like it's 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 a it's um you'll see it actually uh when we do airheads. Um I believe a lot of that was shot around um this building and you can actually tell like the um the front of the building is used for, for that when are we doing airheads that's 94 right 94 yeah yeah mm. oh, not long <laughs> uh there's a really weird bit i don't i'm not sure if they fixed it for disney plus but some part in the next like it starts to look when i had I used to have my old vhs of it um, it would start to look like really grainy for some reason. I don't know if it was like a reshoot or they like had to add something in. Maybe, oh. they, fi- maybe they fixed it. I would say they would have fixed it for Disney Plus. But it's around this time. Because, yeah, this is not grainy at all. This is currently quite smooth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was around, the, it was around, this, it was around this bit. There you go. Fucking California. But I, look, you know what? I don't see that as like a homophobic sort of thing. It was more of like a surprise thing. Like he wasn't like real, real dick about it. So, you know. Well, I guess partly because some complete strangers just kissed him on the face. Yeah. That well. happened to me in Brisbane. I was, uh, I was up there with my band and some dude just came up to me. He's like, hey, man, and just like kissed me. And uh, huh. I don't know whether you've... Uh, been in a van with five other guys and on the first day of that trip someone big guy kisses you 
Um, they don't make they don't give you shit about that for the rest of the trip at all. No, they wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ellis, sneaky, sneaky. Uh, I mean, it is the eighties. He is at a yeah. He's at a Christmas party. He's at an office. It's LA. You're gonna assume someone's doing it. Look at him, miss some. Yeah, <laughs> he knows. Probably, probably lucky door though. If you're going to. Also, this isn't his office, is it? It's her office. Like, why would you go? It's like, oh, I'm gonna do blow off the girl I want to um, have sex with. Steph's like, that's my kink. That probably is pretty spot on as to what's happening. To be fair, it's a power move. <laughs> why is he always carrying himself like that? He's always so like, oh, is that the cocaine? I guess he's that's always so shaky and bubbly and yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what cocaine does. I mean, I don't know. I guess nervous. As there's. <laughs> There's no, there is no instance I've ever. Been, I don't think I've ever been around cocaine before. I've met people who are who say they're on it, um, but I assume it's like if, it, if that's what they're usually pretty annoying too. So I was like, ah, oh, I don't know. I thought by now we would have reached our peak of like nerdy white boys on a podcast, but neither of us having done cocaine or watched <laughs> anyone do it. It's just taking us to a whole new level. Oh, look. Uh, yeah, I've never seen cocaine happen either. I had two Panadol once, and that was <laughs> that was a ride, man. <laughs> um, I, like, I, just, I have I, no shame in that. Oh, look. I uh, look. I I know what I'm like. I'm on other substances, like and like legal substances, and I'm like. I'll be pretty annoying. So I can so imagine that cocaine would just like wrap that up. Now, here's a question for you. Have you ever worn a singlet? Yes. Oh, are you wearing uh, right now? Not... <laughs> I'm in my pajamas right now. Um, I've never worn one under clothes. I've never understood that. Okay. Yeah, I... like... I get maybe like they don't want their nipples and their chest hair to come through because the white shirt's going to be quite thin. I thought it was a sweat thing. So it's like it absorbs the sweat. But then again, they don't, it doesn't really go underneath the arms. So I mean, like you'll still get that sweat. Yeah, that's the most dangerous part. I, I, maybe it's like a nipple thing. I don't know. Like I've yeah. never actually sort of, I, I know we both know someone who wears one. <laughs> um, yes. Well, I won't expose, but um, it's just a thing of like, I think I used to wear it. Like, I mean, and the thing is, like, I um, I used to do it with my kids. Like, I used to give my kids, like, because it gives me an extra, like, um, at night, it's like a, a warmth thing. Um, so I get that, but like, he's just gone to LA. Like, why would you need more layers? Well, I guess he left New York. It's, you know, straight flight through. He's probably cold. Yeah. I'm just googling why we're a singlet. <laughs> Good luck with that. Uh, it acts as a buffer or a sponge to prevent daily sweat from becoming visible in areas like under the arms or the back where the clothes. But the thing is, it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not going to help you under that. The back, yes, I get that. But also, it's uh, just going to absorb it, and all just all that sweat's just going to stick there. Well, I think it's also like maybe like um, you know. Like we're we're entering our late. Oh look, he's about to sass the secretary. Look at that. What a dick. 
<laughs> That's what he does. That Angry wall. or unimpressed? Uh, that wallpaper too. Stunning. Just, uh, <laughs> look at that. That's so stunning. 80s. Stunning. Um, and I want to be probably reflect real gold re too. Reflective, but I want leaves on it. Yes, he's a little tough. So a little tough. A little tuft at the at the top of his um thing. Look at him. Oh, he's got a scar on his uh, left shoulder. Yeah, but a reconstruction there at some point. I didn't know about that. Uh, maybe a backstory. Maybe that. Was, mm. Maybe this is not his first radio. We'll get into that in the uh, prequels. <laughs> yeah, we'll start now. Uh, I like how it's like. So how far are we? We're like seventeen minutes in. Maybe we could have done a little bit early, but like. We're starting now to like it's going to ramp up from from now onwards, sort of thing. There's there's some '80s hair for you too. That's '80s newsreader hair on that guy at the front, That's and here thick. comes Carl. Oh, Carl! I feel like 17 minutes in is is pretty good to get the bad guys start rolling in. Yeah. It should not be two hours from here before it ends. His. White knit sweater under the sports jacket thing. Fucking amazing. In LA. In LA. You know what? I'll take that back. Like if he can like he can wear a single. If he's wearing like a tight knit sweater underneath a business jacket. He's, and he's already like, sweating sweat, and he's oh, kicked one person. Yeah. He was actually there's actually quite an acrobatic jump for someone who is like the IT person on the strip. It's uh, also he, he's also touch typing for someone who's supposed to be like an ITF. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of these bombs. But look at that. Look at him. He's finally got he's finally got something to do. What was that guy just standing there holding his arm out? What was <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, um, bad guys are terrible. Um I don't I won't get into it now, but uh watch Gremlins recently. <gasps> I was nearly gonna suggest that as our film to watch, eh? Because it's uh, It would have been so much better to watch with subtitles than actually listening to it. Was that? It's it's not very well put together, is it? Gremlins. Mm. Gremlins is great. What you, what's not? What's not? Uh, what? Uh, what? The you, you watch it again and you pay close attention to the dialogue. And the way that the dialogue is represented to you, I I do I know that it's a bit clunky sometimes with um especially at the start when he's like it's like all exposition it's like this is how you look after a a mogwai sort of thing but um I do love uh, Phoebe Cates's little monologue about <laughs> the dad of the chimney. <laughs> what is all that about? It's the best. Is it's that like. It is excellent. I'm supposed I to laugh it. at that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like um in Home Are Alone. You... In Home Alone, when he tells them about how they left his kid at the um at a morgue, it's like he started talking about after six weeks. <laughs> I like yeah, this. That's He's like, fine. Look, look, this, is... little, this little pause. Just looking around, looking around. Ah, oh. there's no need for it. But like, an, and this is my this is my rule for the entire movie. If Alan Rickman does something, even if it's like inexplicable it's okay because it's alan rickman and he's allowed to do whatever he wants 
He's just like he's just got a cool thing to him. Yeah, <clears throat> he can pull off just about anything. He'll make garbage oh, look seem ben. enticing. It's terrorist Ben. <laughs> no, it's um, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> no, it's, it's Malfoy from Harry Potter. Sure, no, no, this is terrorist Ben now. I'm not. I'm not blonde. Your glasses. Are we watching the same film? Your glasses. All oh, right. Like, so anyone with glasses. That's your clothes. Okay. That's your that's your aesthetic right there. I can see you wearing that stuff. They're all. I can see you wearing a singlet and pants. Yeah. Oh look, I would be lying if I didn't think at one point in my adult life uh, that I thought putting a white singlet underneath a shirt was a decent way to go out onto the town. I did that in my adult life, in my 20s. And I'm like, John and then, McClane. And then, John McClane then shit. you made fists with your toes. I did. <laughs> I fisted my toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You're all smart and stuff. I resent that. You don't want to be Terrace Ben? Uh, no. Let's, let's find me someone else to be in, in this film. If you're going to be John McClane, I'm not going to be the terrorist that gets shut up. I want to be Argyle. He's got glasses. No. No, you can't, you can't appropriate fucking Argyle's character. Fuck you. <laughs> no. Well, you're going to be ho, ho, ho. Oh, now, now I have a machine gun. <laughs> Look at Carl. He's just, he's not, he's just going to go through it. Oh. What's the point? I thought I, they were uh, a team. Are you supposed to walk together? I do like, do you remember that, um, is it 50-50 with, um, or no, what's the, what's the Adam Sandler movie where they think he's sick, but he's not, but there's the doctor that looks like Carl from Die Hard. Funny. <laughs> oh, funny, funny people. people. Yeah, I, I do love that bit. Um, I, don't think, I, th- I, I think keep I'm, meaning to rewatch that, but it yeah. hasn't happened yet. Yeah, I like, um, I like an Apatow. Um, although I've heard that. There's issues there, but I'm not sure what they are. But yeah, um, you know, in 2007, Bruce Willis donated his undershirt from this movie to Smithsonian Museum, <laughs> and they washed it. And then no, you're not going to wash gave it to a thrift store. You know, we're going to wash McLean's stank off a undershirt. Oh, now, no. it's all you know, the, off. so the big thing about this movie. Uh, in terms of action movies is that it was one of the first ones that um, <clears throat> like recognize there's clip sizes and, and reloading. So before this, like it was just like handguns that, you know, you should only have 15, 16 bullets in them. Um, oh, oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs> for, for anyone uh, listening, there was some breasts <laughs> on the screen there and Paul got distracted. I'm assuming you're going to watch this while, like, while we're here. Yeah. That guy there, fucking, um, I don't know what his name is. I should know. But Fabio like, or Ponytail? Yeah, Fabio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that Ponytail guy looks like the um, Vigo from uh, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, he um, does. Yeah, so like before this, like action movies, like they'd have like, you know, these guns that just have like never ending bullets. But in this one, like it was a big, not so much plot points, but like there was like a lot of stuff where like there was reloading necessary. Um, I mean, the final thing is like he's only got one bullet in his gun, so it has to be like a, you know, 
has to be a good shot sort of thing. So I, I think Clint Eastwood started it, but that's okay. Nah, because uh, no, no, Didn't Dirty Harry did that first. Yeah, I don't know. The whole how many shots did I fire? Yeah, but Do I think, but like, but then you have you, like, if, if you watch like Commando or uh, or stuff, but like, you know, <laughs> see, he's just constantly distracted by boobs. Um, that guy behind him, look at him, he's loving being there. Look at him. Yeah, he doesn't know how to hold a gun. I know this what is the last time. This is like, I, if you've watched this movie a few times, I implore you to look at the background of this movie sometimes because some these these people are having the time of their fucking lives. Like, there's some people who's like acting their butts off. I don't know what he's reading right now. <laughs> he looks like he's got a little Bible. He's a uh, teaching class. <laughs> he's a wizard now. He is such a good fake. He's like a fake prophet because he's basically like. They make he makes the entire building and also the entire um like when they start getting into it, like all the police think that they're like this terrorist organization who are doing it like to rescue their brothers and sisters. Look at that guy behind him. Um, brothers and sisters in arms, but basically he's just a thief. He just wants to get the um, and it's not cash, it's Barabons. Barabons. Did you see Chris Farley in there? I did see Chris Farley in there. <laughs> look at Why does, um, look at him. <laughs> Why does Holly grab him so weirdly? Oh, because she's saying don't um identify yourself. No, but like all oh, her fingers just very slowly, like very deliberately, yeah. like maybe she's having sex. I don't know. Yeah, look at those glasses. And father of five. Look. Um. Now correct me if I'm wrong. The big blonde henchman, Carl. Yes, his brother or someone appears in number three. No, or um, is it just Jeremy Irons is Alan Rickman's brother? And Jeremy Irons, is Alan, yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a Groover from a long line of Groovers. Their their father must have fucked him up. I feel like the henchman also might be related at some point somewhere. Look at him. No. That's just look at his blue eyes. You can see the blue eyes in the background. Look at him. Nice suit. Uh, I know this movie. <laughs> I like how they both got both brothers um, together, just uh, as the henchmen. Look at him, man. There should just be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start watching well-known movies and just watching the background characters. I thought you were going to say you're going to start watching more Alan Rickman movies. Oh, I watched a few. Just staring at him. He's much he's, more he's than... quite good. I can't think of where he hasn't been good. He's much more than Snape, though. Like, everyone sort of reminds me of... Is there's other Snape or Gruber, but I think, like, he... He commands... Like, he's like a Malkovich. He's like... if he's Even if he's in something for, like, about five minutes, like, he commands, like, the, the screen and performance sort of thing, so... I feel like he never really got the kudos that he should have either until Harry Potter and he passed on. I don't know whether he wanted it though. I don't know if he was the sort of guy that like, you know, he just he picked the projects he wanted to do. Um, yeah. Well, we get little insight. He liked to make models when he was a boy. So him and, him and Jeremy Irons around the table making models. <laughs> and then Jeremy Irons blows it up. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can relate to this. I grew up with train sets. I know all about it. And blowing them up? No, no, I would have been swiftly murdered if anything happened to them, I'm sure. Um, um, do you think his career was tarnished by dogma at all? No, I... I, I, that I, may, I maybe affected his reputation? I've, <laughs> I think um, a lot of people who've worked Probably. with Kevin Smith, like, I don't know, here's my thing about Kevin Smith recently, is that I'm starting to realise that like maybe he wasn't like as good as what I thought he was all those years. But I also think that like he, he, especially, I mean, the reason that I'm, I'm doing this right now, this podcast is because I started listening to Smodcasts and stuff like that for, you know, back in like, you know, 2009, 2010, um, like that portion of his career, I think I like more now than like some of his movies, like his movies uh, could be, classified as dated and problematic in some some regards um but yeah like i think um his this this other life of his like this podcast life is where i sort of that's my that's my touchstone for him now i'm not sure but so just his like general chit chat conversation mm. is a more is a bigger highlight of his career to you than the films that you grew up with yeah I, well in a way of that um i think I just liked how he he realized well I don't know if he realized it but like his second bite of the apple apple was like oh we have to pause because we're about to see some extraordinary squid work all across the um, window. <laughs> also, back to the film. Remember when white people were called terrorists and now they're <clears throat> victims or something else? Hey, like got, before, this was quite a multicultural terrorist squad. They've got an Asian guy. They've got a couple of um, African American guys. Like it's, it's actually, it's got one African American. Um, but but still, back in that before, Middle Eastern terrorism hit the news. Yeah, any bad guy in a film was a terrorist, and yeah. they were usually white. And now we've come to this point where if you're white, you can't be it terrorist or they don't want to call you a terrorist i don't know how we got here but this is no. where it all began i think we know how we got here <laughs> <laughs> by being terrorists look look at this when he goes it's a very nice suit and he has that little sort of like uh thing with his mouth i fucking love it i love that little sort of these little things he has he's really into that suit i'm surprised he's not wearing it at the end of the film he's <laughs> like he landos it off of takagi <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you won it fair and square. <laughs> so just at the what, end of it, they're Empire. not after money again. I missed it. Oh uh, no, he um no, they are after money, and that's when he realizes that they just um look at that. There is brain matter. Look at it. Oh, that was wouldn't that's... you like shoot him in the foot first? No. Oh, so this is Imagine where the and, and, and always like always thought about having to go through that door and just like uh, <laughs> like Carl gets a handkerchief out to get the door handle. <laughs> I don't want to touch the blood. <laughs> it's in my hand. Uh, wipes on his brother's thing. Um, yeah, I think with, all over that door. <laughs> going back to like Kevin Smith, yeah, I think um, nowadays, I think like I'll still watch his movies, but I, I haven't watched a Kevin Smith movie for. A couple of years now. I think I've been saving him up for like the, the podcast recently. So I think I'm like, because next year we've got clerks and stuff. But 
um yeah I, I definitely sort of identify more of them now as a as a podcaster than a filmmaker so um yeah it's interesting how how it goes well i guess he hasn't done anything for a while has he has he no no nah, he i mean the last one he did was uh yoga hoses or no no he did um jane solber reboot oh, yeah. and then he's he's got clerks three coming out soon too um oh yeah reboot was a lot of fun don't don't forget that it was a lot of fun but it's like yeah like it's it's it seems now more than anything i suppose it has always been this way but like it seems like he's really just making movies for the people he knows are going to like it and it's like yeah and maybe that's a good thing um well we'll find out with clerks three and more rats two if that's just going to be carrying on or if he's actually going to have something i've got a feeling clerks three will be quite emotional like i've i think i've got a feeling someone's gonna die um oh that dude there you can only hope he's in one of my favorite scenes coming up oh that jumper is so cozy uh, you know that building probably is cold because we're in LA and they've probably got the aircon cranked. So yeah, I'm sure he's right to be wearing it. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of aircon. Um, what? Me, me and my wife are like it's a sticking point because she likes the house to be cold, but I I rather have it um like the fans on and windows open sort of thing and have like natural air coming through. But she's like, oh, it's got the air conditioner. I'm like. Ah. I just don't. I don't like that cold air, the unnaturally cold air. It's just, I don't know, just... So when it's thirty-eight degrees outside, you want to have hot air blowing through your house. Mm. No, but like I'll. Um, I mean, I'll, if it's that hot, then maybe. But like it, it, it gets like I've been in the house when it's thirty-five and not had any aircon on, just with a fan on. So. I just... But you were sweating since the day you were born, so that's fine for you. Yeah, I've got natural aircon. Yeah, that guy. Oh man, this that dude. The uh, I, I I I don't know if he's American. Like I would love to see the uh, the hiring of this this um group of terrorists because like they've got all creeds and nationalities and lots of stuff. Um, they've all got those jumpers too. It would just be like you know I've got a friend that hates the government. Ah, oh, let's go hang out with him. Is that yeah, how you do it? Is that very... how it's... Start very small, finding people that just hate the same things as you, and then all of a sudden, it's like, should we go murder some people in LA and steal their bank details? I don't think uh, they yeah. were. I don't think they were ever. I mean, apart from Takagi, I think they were willing to do that, but I don't think he wanted to. Uh, maybe because he, he is setting detonators. Maybe he did want to kill them all. He just yeah. seems so. Oh, here you come. That would be how you hold a gun, too. <laughs> yeah, that's how you're supposed to hold a gun. You're just jealous because I can rock a sweater and some. He's wearing track pants. He's wearing track pants. <laughs> I threw them on jeans. Why is everyone else dressed up, you know, normally and he's just in his pajamas? Maybe this maybe, is me. Maybe he's late to the. He's like. Oh, Mr. Gruber, I, I'm still in my pajamas. Can I still do the? Can I still come to the, okay. the terrace? You can mock me, but look at his forearms, the size of his hands. This is a beautiful classic Aryan German right here. <laughs> That's you from behind. If anyone knows what I want to know, what, what Ben from behind looks like, it's this dude. Oh, 
Okay. I I will admit the hair isn't that far off. He walks with but... like he walks with dance like a dancer. He prances. Look, he's prancing. I will look yeah, for him. Pajama look dance for... gear. Look at him. Has he got Ugg boots on too? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> a little in... satchel. What's in his satchel? I was in the Beautiful. Hamburg Philharmonic and uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. And now I'm dead. It's so funny watching it now, forgetting where it all leads to, or not thinking that he knows where it all leads to. He's like, I'm going to arrest everyone. Thinking that he can do all things the right way. And this is the everyman thing, like, because I just recently, uh, uh, have you ever heard of a podcast called Behind the Bastards? Yes. So I've been listening well, I've to you talk about it. Yeah, I've been listening to that quite a bit lately. And I've just recently listened to his their two part on Steven Seagal, um, which is amazing, by the Ooh. way. That's that that guy's that's on my uh, on the other podcast I used to be on. I refused to do any Steven Seagal movies because of like, and I, I only knew like some somewhat of what he was like. Um, and now I'm like, I refuse to, to give even any Steven Seagal movies a fucking chance. That guy's a monster. Um, but anyway, yeah. like um, he was, uh, they were talking about how he would walk into a room and he would not even get scratched. Like he would just like, he would basically beat up seven guys and that's how it would go. But like John McClane in this movie gets shot. He gets um, beaten up. Like at the end of it, like, I mean, they even say like, look at him. Like, like they, he actually looks like he's been through some shit. Yeah. He even... Um... Has a moment with Annie Lennox and is walking through broken glass. Might <laughs> even huh? have to keep yeah. it up. <laughs> um, uh, did you know actually that there was for the sequel to this movie? I know we should probably talk about it more close to the end, but like the sequel to it was going to be um, someone like related to Gruber, like you know who who basically was like was was another part of the team. And they, it would take place on New Year's Eve when John was trying to get back to New York, and it would, it would be at the airport. And that oh. was that was going to be, and that would have been amazing. And like, he's still not really healed up; he's still like pretty much half dead yeah. from like the first movie. Yeah, it would have been good. I like how he's, and then, and then the third one would have been when he actually landed back in New York, like the following day. Yeah. So it takes place over like just a couple of days. Yeah, and then he'd be absolutely wrecked and you'd see like his clothes are all gross and he's just <laughs> tired and grumpy, balding, completely fed up. Um, would have made so much more sense. I like how like this, when you think about it, he's a bit of a psychopath here because he, he's like, I'm going to send it down, but I'm also going to have some fun with it. I'm going to have fun with this dead guy. I'm going to, I'm going to dress him up and put a message on it. It's like, who's the actual bad guy here? <laughs> you don't see the rest of these guys yeah, like that's... playing with their victims. That's what I mean. At one point, he's like, oh, I'm going to arrest this bad guy who just tried to kill me, which, no, you can't arrest this guy. He's mm. going to try and kill you. And then his next step is, yeah, making a mockery of them all and just taunting them. Yeah. So he went from, I'm going to arrest you to, oh, okay, let's all be psychos together. There's your weirdos in the background again being weird. Hey, look, look. 
Okay. What's that? Oh, I can't believe it. <laughs> now, she it's, has got a good so scream. so much shouting in German. <laughs> she, she's got a good scream. But, like, I always wondered, like, you know, how many takes is that of just her bobbleheading screaming? <laughs> <laughs> now I have a machine Very gun. Very different types of scream. Ho, ho, ho. Fucking classic. I don't think you, I think you know who it was. You don't need it. <laughs> it's so odd that he starts playing this game and they're like, who's got a machine gun? I don't care. What are you talking about? Leave me alone. This is actually quite, I mean, and the, the stuff that he does in this movie is like super smart. Like, you know, doing this so he like finds out um, like the terrorist names so he can, you know, use that information. Like it's just it's just so smart. Yeah, he's oh, not Fritz. Just a regular big uh, so uh so uh the 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 really good looking one's called Fritz. <laughs> Which is funny. Which one's a good looking one? Fabio. The Fabio looking oh, one's right. Fritz. So which is funny. There's like, more than it, one Fabio, just saying. In um in South Australia where we where we live, Fritz is what you would call like bologna, like sort of that that garbage meat that you put on sandwiches and stuff like that. So Devon, yeah. I think it's called in the Eastern States. Um Devon. Yeah, it's called Devon over there. Weird. For sure. How odd. Um one thing I've uh, different... I, I remember um watching obviously as many as many nineties movies as I, I do these days. Elevators and lifts, I mean lifts um a lot of, lot of. There he goes again. Pieces. Yeah, that was just a poster of a naked lady, and he still stopped to look. Oh, uh, he'll say, "Is that when he said hello, Ridiculous. girls?" Yeah. Oh, Carl. Um. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, lift, uh, lifts are like a, a major plot point for these. Um, for a lot of these movies, like uh, it's almost just to the point where I, I take a tally. Because <laughs> like the amount of times they use lifts or like a or as like a. a uh, an action point or even um i remember like i was watching movies and like i mean you got speed where you've got like a huge big like lift tent pole scene sort of thing and yeah um i was watching yep. then we watched uh i watched hollow man and like the basically like the entire endings based on that and i was like man like lifts are just like this is gonna keep using them <laughs> it must have been something where like no one had really been doing it and then yeah. one director's like, oh, this would be kind of exciting and fun. And then yeah. everybody had to try it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. It's like, a yeah. cool new thing. Now, I think... And it's still happening now. Is it? Yeah, was it lot... one of the Avenger films? Oh, really? I've watched the yeah. first one. I've watched the first Avengers. And I watched that this year. <laughs> I'm a bit behind. <laughs> You've got a long way to go. Yeah. Captain America beats up like a lift full of people. I can't. It's just a bit too much. Um, I don't know. I've, You'll I've get tried, there one day. Yeah, I've tried with MCU. I, I like sort of every so often, like watching one. But yeah, like it's just a, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, background that I need to know to do that sort of stuff. So um, once once the boys are old enough, I'm sure you'll be there. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Now this, like, I don't get. They had like a fire alarm, 
which turned out to be fake. And then they get some guy who's screaming and they just ignore him. And then what? They send out one lazy old cop to not even check. That dude. Um, oh, yeah. So many Fabios. <laughs> He's like, um, no, what would you call him? Oh, jerking me off. We'll uh, have some more jerking off content in number two. Remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> the opening, that was like a the highlight of 1992. The highlight of 1992. <laughs> We're here to jerk off that cocksucker. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> and the opening scene, too, just like... Uh... Remember death from Bill and Ted? Well, here he is, butt naked doing stretches. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's his gooch. <laughs> it was and like Michael, Michael Douglas. Mate. Oh, look at ah, oh, Family Matters. Uh, fat shaming. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, this thing is like, this guy's like giving him shit. I'm like, dude, you are, you are not uh, winning Not a any... picture of health. No. No. And you must be like 50 years old working. In, and you know, if you want to be 50 years old working in a. Um, hang on one sec. I've got some noises outside. I'm just going to investigate. Vamp, vamp for a sec. Sure. I like that they say, let's see if there's a, a black and white that can go and check it out. And then it cuts to a black police officer and a white man. Obviously, black and white is just. That's what they call their police cars. But. It would have been kind of funny if it went to a black cop and a white cop doing it together. But also that probably would have been maybe a bit on a bit on the nose. So maybe not. That's fine. And this I'm back. <laughs> is this is like one of the lamest scenes I always felt in oh. this film. <laughs> Wait, Just running slowly. around the roof randomly shooting. Oh yeah, he's not shooting at like, anything. For how well so much of this film was put together, now he's just running around the roof shooting. I don't like it. Also, Carl Carl obviously should have killed him. Incredibly bad shot, yeah. That that should have been the end of it. (laughs) I wonder, like, if there's, like, a podcast or something out there with, like, movies that should have ended in the first 20 minutes (laughs) and just what would have been the... I mean, let's, let's think about what would be... Like, John McClane just got shot then. Like, would they then just get the... Would you reckon they would have killed all the, all the hostages? Do you reckon that's what's going to happen? Um, I mean, I know... They sent all those bombs, didn't they? Yeah, so that, like, they're rigging... The, but do you reckon, like, maybe if they if they got it easily, that um, Gruber would have gone... left? Gruber's like, oh, look, you know, this is actually a pretty easy night. I'll take my money and go. I'll, I'll take my bearer bonds <laughs> and go... I do. I to this day, I don't really know what bearer bonds are. I know I should know as an adult. <laughs> um, I just never. I never. In fact, I'm going to Google it right now. I assume they're just no, like. I, I think we've got. Uh, what is it? We've got something back in the UK that are some sort of bonds. I can't remember what they are. They're not underpants. Um, but. It's. I think it's like a. Is it a lottery type thing? It's kind of like uh, having stocks mixed with lottery. A bearer bond know. is a bond or debt security issued by business enti- entity such as. Mm. This is business jargon that still doesn't make any sense. 
Oh, I'm sure people in Barrett ones don't even quite know what they are. Also, I thought this was an architect company. This The plot's getting a little bit too advanced. Why can't they just be after money? What sort of terrorists okay. aren't after money? Okay, so from investopedia.com the Barabon is a physical certificate, so those, those, those pieces of paper they get at the end, with coupons attached that are used to redeem the interest payments. As their ownership is not registered, the owner of the Barabon is the person in possession of it. Barabons are as vulnerable as cash. Oh, so basically, even if like these Barabons are owned by um, uh, the company, it's mm-hmm. whoever actually holds them. So, like you know, if you if you've got them, then you own them. Like you, it's basically like it's like it's basically like money, but I think they're more valuable than money. So, like it's like that bond, like one piece of paper could be worth like twenty thousand dollars, and you can use them to invest and stuff. It could be like kind of like I don't know if it's like cryptocurrency now, but like it's basically like yeah, like um, there's no such thing as a ten thousand. Sounds like note. an IOU. Doesn't there's no such thing as like a ten thousand dollar note, but that's like a certificate to get ten thousand dollars because it's worth that because it's um it's like invested into the company. I don't know. Yeah, so it's like in Dumb and Dumber when he has a suitcase full of IOUs. <clears throat> Those are brother money. Those are IOUs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this bit used to make me nervous. Oh man, only because like just like cliffhanger. <laughs> All of this stuff is like, I know that like, I would just be fucked in this situation. Like I would, that thing would have, I would have not rigged that up properly. Like I'll be, I'll be at the, at the bottom of the, uh, the, the, the shaft now. Paul, Paul. What? You wouldn't have made it this far. <laughs> you would have, when he's in that office wondering what to do at the very start, you would have gone out and be like, um, I'm here as well, guys. I'm a hostage. They were booked on me, booked in on me, making fists with my toes. <laughs> and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm really relaxed right Eating now. Eating a peanut butter sandwich. And they would just shot me in the head <laughs> <laughs> for being disgusting. We found some man with a kink in an office, so I shot him. <laughs> and then they would have written on me, "Ho ho ho! This guy's a freak." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh now he's got no machine gun. I hate the TV dinner line. It's the worst part of this movie. It's it's it it might even be an overdub. Um I don't know even she like or it would have been like Hey John hey hey Bruce, say something funny. And they're like, uh we'll go with that anyway. <laughs> uh it's, I mean it's not the worst thing. Like it's I He's do like this bit where how hot it is in there, where they're walk, where they're. Um, I was thinking more confined, but that's fine. Um, I like how he's like pressing the uh, the gun up against the. They need I more like of this. how this, his skinny little snout of his gun is. What do they call <clears throat> them? Barrel the shaft. <laughs> Barrel. Yes. Oh my shaft! I'm gonna go with. Nice. My shot is nice. I'm gonna go with snout from now on. The snout of the gun. Now it's a snout. Yeah. I want. I don't want you to be in a situation where you're held up with a gun, but I want you to. I want you in a situation where you have to describe to the police what the gun looked like. And you're like, well, the snout of the gun. 
He had his snout right in my face. <laughs> what is what his nose? No, the snout. His gun snout, idiot. <laughs> <They're laughing>. uh, <laughs> gun this is why everyone hates the police. <laughs> you don't even know what a gun snout is. Uh, a cab. <clears throat> Here's our lowly singular black and white. I... In the car park. Oh, Vigo's not happy. Come on. Is Vigo... Ghostbusters 2 is like a Christmas movie, isn't it? No, it's New Year's uh... Eve. Is it New Year's Eve that they... Oh, I don't man. know, there's some the sort of parade. Blood st- like, this is what I love in movies. Like, I like a... Um, I like it when they go back through and stuff hasn't changed. Like, um, that's a really bad way to describe it. Um, you know, where like, like some like in a video game. <laughs> well, yeah, like you know, I, I like video games to do it too. Like where it's like, yes, there was an incident that happened in this room, and there's no way we could have cleaned it up. Like you're gonna see that blood on the thing. Like I like it when you when when you're in a confined space, like you're in this one building, and they're not like, oh, we'll just go into a different part, and like there's always these, always these new rooms. Like we're gonna go back. Like I just like that sort of lived-in feeling of a of a movie. I would have liked if he ran in there and yelled out, "The body's gone! The body's gone!" <laughs> Where's the body? <laughs> Wouldn't be just good. a small ode to Morty Seinfeld. Yeah. Wouldn't be good if the Gilbert Godfrey guy was at the party too. So. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Or if he's one As of the terrorists. As if he doesn't come back at some point. Oh man. The it's fact he's not actually Gilbert Godfrey makes and it. And this is got this is it. one of the worst line readings. This guy. He reminds <laughs> me of that guy that's in all those uh, Christopher Guest films. Oh, that's so cute when all the bad guys run to the oh. window to watch. <laughs> guys, come look! Come look! Come look! You know oh. what? They, you know, you remember Breakfast Club when they're running down the when they're running down the hallways? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! That was obviously a nod to it, right? I had to yeah, think. yeah. It's like yeah. Um, John McTiernan's like, I don't think there's enough John Hughes references in this movie, so we're gonna do that. I wonder if there is many references to uh, anything that we've just not noticed. Uh in this Surely. movie, yeah, like there it'll must be, be little nods here and there. It'll be mostly to like. I mean, there's like they got that um, Roy Rogers thing, like the um. The Western thing. That guy's like that guy runs off like I'm gonna get to kill someone. I'm gonna get to kill someone. <laughs> he's so he's so keen. I'm gonna become a main henchman. Let's go. The Irish driving seventy four yard. What? What was that guy watching? Uh, football. The uh, Irish man. Yeah, isn't it fighting Irish? The Notre Dame. Uh... Oh, oh Dark. That guy just like comes in. It, the worst part is that his sweater is now that blood's not gonna come out of that. You're not gonna get blood out of that sweater. No. And Mark is gonna get his dick shot off. Ooh. He clearly got a bit scared there, didn't he? Watch out, Al. Is it Al yep. from yeah. He's like, um, I'm a bit scared. I'm gonna this, leave. This guy's like he's so keen. It's like, ah, Carl thinks he's been doing cocaine this one. Why is Marco so dumb? Reload. 
And look at this squibs. But like, look at those squibs. Look at that. Oh, that, you knew that he had a gun. You knew that he had a gun. He's like, no more table. Where are you gonna go? Um, <sighs> so dumb. And in his mind, he's like, going, Gruber likes Carl most of all. Now he's gonna like Marco so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> idiot. He's got a Gruber envy. Oh, and Marco's gonna go into the car. Maybe if he uh, used his gun on the window earlier and not a chair, he would have smashed through the glass already. Imagine if he killed him. With Marco. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's dead. Um, he has a German so terrorist who's spleen. <laughs> he just radios through like, everything's fine, I'm going to leave, and then he dies. Now, because McLean's an idiot. He could literally have shot. Yeah, he like that. He he would have shot him. Oh, hey, here we are talking about Breakfast Club, and the principal is about to come on because he's one of the cops. The ah. principal. Yeah. You know, we probably could have pretended that we knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm humble. But this is a watch along, so you can't edit that out. Nope. <laughs> He's got Twinkies all over himself. Dude. I was going to say, what are those little yellow wrappers? What's he... Twinkies. He's like... He, like flowers. He was um, uh, stress eating as he was being shot. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. He's just a beat cop, man. This isn't his job. Ah, uh, and now we have Dickless from Ghostbusters. May I please see the facility, Dr. Frankman? <laughs> I don't remember him in that. He is the EPA guy. He's a hero of Ghostbusters because he's come in this niche little group of Ghostbusters who have like these um, atomic weapons and like have this atomic reactor in their thing. He comes along and like, we don't think that this is very environmentally friendly. And Beckman's like shining him off and being a dick about it. But the guy's got a point. Like they, they don't know what they're fucking doing. They could have blown up the entire city. He's just doing his job and Beckman's like being a dick to him. Well, who end up saving the city? Was it the nerd scientist or was it the heroes with the no, no. atomic weapons? I don't, I don't doubt that. I'm just saying at that at that stage, and like the guy came across a bit. He's he was a bit spicy, but um, oh, here we go. Some interaction with uh, the groups. Um, but yeah, I think the EPA guy from Ghostbusters is uh, unfairly, unfairly maligned. Oh, look at that, that sweater is fucked. Oh, he's showing off that he knows their names. How does he know our names? Call me Roy. Remember Kingpin? My name's not Roy. <laughs> I, I, That's another movie that I found in an op shop recently and I was about to chuck on and I'm like, no, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, you got a while to wait, don't you? 96. So okay. apparently there's a bit where he talks about the cigarettes and the watches and stuff like that. And there's a, there's a, there's a cut scene. It was, it was reported on a couple of years ago that um, he realized that all the watches and all the cigarettes were from oh God, like, they're really sort of expensive. And I think they're from Europe sort of thing. So that's why I like, there's like, oh, they're definitely European. Um, I, 
I, I mean, I think the Sorry. fact they're yelling in German and their names kind of gives <laughs> away that they're European. Yeah, but there's a bit where it's, it's, it's yeah, there's a couple of cuts in this movie, and I'm just like, mm. um, I found out, and this, when we get to it, when we finally get to it, Phantom Menace, there was a scene cut out where the young Anakin is fighting with another kid, and it kind of shows that he's like aggressive and. Oh, hang on. That's famous, famous part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to stop for the EPKA. Oh, damn. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, Another a... highlight of the game itself as well. Just yes. saying. Um, but yeah, there's a bit where a young Anakin's like beating up um, the little Greedo looking kid that's in the pod race. I think he's like one of his pod racing friends. But yeah, like, apparently it shows that like, yeah, Anakin's like aggressive and, you know, Basically, maps out his entire storyline, but George Lucas is like, nah, I'm gonna cut that out. And Qui Gon actually breaks it up and like tells him that he needs to calm down and stuff like that. And I'm like, that would have been so good. Oh. That would have explained so much. Had mm. uh, a angry little boy. Yes. I don't. I don't know if this whole news side was necessary was it uh i think at the time because you remember how we talked about in 1990 how the gulf war played out because it was one of the first wars that was basically streamed like right to people's living rooms because they had like investigative reporters on the scene i think that was very much the vibe they're going with here is like in in the public consciousness at the time it was all about breaking news and like being on the scene and like, we, like there's a, a bunch of movies action or otherwise where they had like a a reporter that was like willing to go into dangerous situations lots of stuff so i think yeah it, it might just be that yeah i suppose you're taking away a little bit from the typical boring action film hmm. but watching it now like you've just added 20 minutes to this film that yeah. we didn't need some of, wiener just coming in being annoying. One of the good little carry-ons from number two, though, like, is the fact that, like, he's on the plane with Bonnie de Bedelia. Yeah. And, and she punches him. <laughs> Again. Again, like, another a B plot line that wasn't really necessary. Yeah. Have some loser in there. But so I guess, I guess at the time. Yeah. I'll allow it. Oh, Fritz and Uli... We've got some more names. And Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's kind of weird when they... Sh- yeah. I don't know why. This must be like little sort of jibes back and forth between action stars. But they were, I, they were I friends, get were they? calling out John Wayne. Yeah. Like, that's that's fair enough. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. When they, I don't they, like the Arnie thing. They all went in with that. Planet Hollywood, though, wasn't that like their big thing in the 90s? Yeah. Like, it was him and was it Stallone, too? Or Stallone or Van Damme? Maybe all of them. Hmm. The big four. Were they the big four? Uh, yeah, I'd say they're the big four. Let, let's take Seagal out of there. <clears throat> Just them. Yes. Let's take Seagal out of everything. We'll I actually them. don't know if he would have fit in with that group, really, would he? I can't see it. Nah, nah, he's, um, <laughs> yeah, 
He's he's of his own. Too pretentious. Yeah, it was started by Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Demi Moore, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh. Further celebrity go. endorsements included Whoopi Goldberg, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Don Johnson, <laughs> Cindy Crawford, Melly Griffith, Tom Arnold. Can you imagine? <laughs> I wouldn't do anything that Tom Arnold endorsed. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wesley Snipes, Danny Glover. Yeah, talk about celebrities. Director John Hughes. Yeah. Huh. And comedian Roseanne Barr. I should have ended with Hughes. Speaking of um, John Hughes, the bull has just arrived. Oh, man. He's so good. Is he? He is. What was he in? Um, was it a scary movie where they ripped off that scene that he came and did? Yeah. I think Yeah. I think the latter part of his career is just coming in and doing a satirical version of like his principal. <laughs> in, um, in Breakfast Club, which he does quite well in his defense. It's a bit um, sad, but what else are you gonna do? Uh in he's in Van Wilder. I remember him in that. <laughs> I remember Van Wilder? Oh my and god! The same role. <laughs> um, I think isn't he his dad? No. I um, don't know. I do not remember Van Wilder. You're on your own. We will. Uh, oh, he's a couple. Sh- he... What? Surely that's two thousands. Van Wilder. Yeah, two thousand two. Um, okay. He is also in a in a episode of Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction. Ooh. And now I want to find that episode. And they are hey, all. Hey Paul, what's the tallest Prime? man you've ever seen? <laughs> you ever been to a flea market? Man, I could watch that. And that's the thing. It's like I, I'm glad. I'm glad, and not just for this person, but like, I'm glad I don't have a lot of free time in my hands and I've got kids and a job and all that stuff because like the amount of shit that's on Prime and stuff that I'll just like spend my days watching. Like I'll just have a day of just FBI files and beyond beyond belief. You would or you do? I would. I can't do. I, I, I find I need to, like, I, I, I don't like watching a lot of series these days. I'm still more into movies, but like, because series just take up so much time. And I find these days, and I've complained about this before, I find that a lot of eight or nine episode series could be about five or six. Like it just, oh, definitely. There's a dip in the middle that I don't, I don't dig. I often complain or worry that I don't have the time or energy to watch heaps of stuff from the 90s or like a full series of anything. And then I'll play GTA or FIFA for eight hours straight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoops. I could have achieved a lot more today. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, we'll, we'll use that in Living in the Now. What have you done? I played GTA for eight hours. <laughs> I, I achieved nothing. Just just sniping. Pure sniping. Just me and my sniper rifle. He did have a bit of a... The, so his name's Paul Gleason. Um, the, and he did, he did have a bit of a downturn after the 80s. Like He was a lot of stuff up until then. Then he did a lot of TV. Um, but yeah, Richard Vernon in Breakfast Club, he's the principal. Oh, he's in Ewoks Battle for Endor. Oh, fuck, I'm watching that. <laughs> um, he did that after Breakfast Club. Can you imagine being like the, one of the pinnacle points of Breakfast Club and then like someone says like, do you want to do Ewoks Battle for Endor? And you're just like, <sighs> okay. All right, I'll do that too. I don't know. Would you sigh at that? Uh, back in 1985, of... this is this is mm. not the cool the cool time to be into Star Wars. 
And like also, I mean, I don't know, it's a year after. No, two years after. 83 is, is Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so this is peak Star Wars time and they're inviting you to be a part of Star Wars. He is right. in like he is in a very weird movie with um uh it's a movie called Johnny Be Good. And if you can find it, I recommend you watch it because he is fucking weird. Um it's got um what's his face? Anthony Michael Hall in it. And and Robert and a young Robert and a young Robert Downey Jr. I feel like I've seen the cover for this. Yeah. Johnny be good. He's in Die Hard. He's in Night well, Night Game. Just gonna go He's in Judgment IMDb. Night. No, I can't wait to talk to you about that because I think we're gonna have differing opinions on that movie. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've also not seen it for about ten years, but uh Uh yeah. Um I didn't look, quite like it. I have to maybe 17% of my my negativity about it is the fact that Jeremy Piven's in it. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I figured. But yeah. All right, this is... That's fair. I'd say, I'd say this is my peak of this movie, um, is, the, is the, the assault. Is the doors going down? Uh, well, no, because like, this is about when, they, when they're about to go on. Like, and, oh, man... There's a bit, there's two bits coming up you have to um, look out for. One is the uh, FBI agent who gets spiked by a rosebush and says, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and one is one of the terrorists um, about to engage in a firefight and steals chocolate from the, um, from the cafe, or from like one of the shops. Ah, uh, yeah. It's amazing. He steals a, I think he steals a crunch, if, if, if memory serves um... me correctly. Which is a garbage oh, chocolate, is. by the way. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I think he steals a crunch, which is a garbage chocolate, but that's okay. Why is that necessary for, like, a swap man? Crunch is heaps good. What are you talking about? Nah, it's garbage chocolate. chocolate. Oh, I used to love crunch. Is that it's got the pop rocks Let's in just it, wait yeah? and see. No, it's, it's just got little um, nut crunchy bits. Look at it's him. Pop Look pop at him. Look at him. Fuck yeah, he's oh. gonna take something. Is it a crunch? Is it a crunch? Or is it a Hershey? Ooh, might have been a might have been I a reckon you're taking crunch over Hershey, you have then yeah. yeah, you deserve to die. <laughs> no, Hershey's gross. Hershey's a good chocolate man. No, it's not. It's not. No. Um let's also highlight when all those SWAT people are running in. And you can't help but in your head hear the Blues Brothers swap people. <laughs> There's so many of them just running together and they clearly don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Despite my... There they uh, go again. Despite my dislike of John Landis, he makes a funny movie. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say he disliked Blues Brothers. No, I like Blues Brothers. I, I like Landis. Just there's a crunch. Is a oh you see? I told you it's crunch. What would be your uh, say? Good choice. Say, what would be your go-to chocolate in a? Uh, you're about to have a shootout with FBI. Um, and I'm gonna say you're gonna. Well, you're we gonna, both know what. Well, you got you got a full range of chocolates there. So, 
So I'm about to be in a siege and there's a full range of vegan chocolate next to me. No, I've got to go back. And like, this is like back. Uh, you can choose any chocolate like that you've had in your oh, life. Eating something else now. Oh, fuck. What's that? I don't know. Started with an M. So let's let's and let's 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 um, break it down like this. You're probably going to die in this firefight. So this could be the last chocolate you ever have. And it's like it can be any chocolate, and and like it's just just in in this imaginary world, it's a vegan version of that chocolate. If that's if that's something that you need to have, have happen. Ah, oh, that's that's tough. It's um. Come on, the FBI is about to break through the door. Come on. Hey, this guy took a bit more time to think about it. All right, I saw him. It took a moment. It's Twix for me, by the way. Really, Twix. Um, you got two. I really struggled to choose. Mm. But they're separated by some air, so it's you know. Oh man, Twix is a Twix is a good one. Um, this is very hard because I haven't had such chocolates for five years, so it's you know. You've got muscle memory. Uh, you've got you've got taste bud memory. No, I, no, that's not the problem. The problem is like I only get to try one of them now. <laughs> <laughs> there's Lion Bars. There's Whisper. There's ah, oh, you're weird, fucking the, UK. The shit. good, the good side of a crunchy, Maltesers. The good side of a crunchy. Oh yeah, there is a good side of a good side of a crunchy. Because one side's really hard, the other side's just nice, not too hard. Yeah. One side gets stuck in your teeth, and one side doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Twix is an excellent choice. How how um. But <laughs> how should be honest, you I'd be? be happy with just a vego. A what? With one of my vegos. What's your vegos? The the vego chocolate. The oh, the one that you box. The, the one we have. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, it needs to be a bar. It is a bar. It's the, the biggest bar you can get. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not happy with that answer. Um. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't imagine, sure. It's fine. How 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 shitty of a person would you be if you're just sitting there eating crunchies? And just eating half the bar and then throwing out the hard bit. <laughs> <laughs> like Joey and Friends when he's just eating the skin of his KFC. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> These bits have nothing. Oh, look. Now, here's the thing. Um, this it's escalated is, very quickly, didn't it? This has got uh, Terminator 2 vibes. Because um, you know that that's like a model. Well, it looks like a model. Yeah. Um, or Lethal Weapon 3. I, um, if I um, I get the vibe, like that whole bit, it looks like, and sometimes it's just poorly edited together, but like I feel like that that car, that the, the RV thing was like closer to the building and then they, they then when they showed the wide shot, they put it further back. Yeah, so it didn't was, hit the building. It, like every time I've watched this, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was near the building and now like it's, did it, did it do a U-turn? Do another, like, it's just, yeah. And how badly planned, like, okay, let's just drive straight up these stairs. Like, don't worry about there's, like, a handrail there. You're probably not going to be able to. Just just drive straight in. It'll be fine. I mean, it could be a uh, a commentary on just how gung-ho the LAPD was at that stage. Because, like, I mean, this is a, this, this is right near the, the birth of SWAT. I think that was in 1985, 1984, like, when they were like, we need to have military-grade weapons to... Uh, enforce law 
No, you don't. <laughs> and why is he yelling, get them out of the car? Like, it just got hit with a rocket launcher. You're not getting them out of the car. Mm. They're dead. Vigo. That was a rocket launcher. Vigo loves it. Is that actually Vigo? I don't think it's Vigo. I'm going to find out though. Yeah, looks like him. Apparently Vigo's an arsehole on the set. Ghostbusters 2. I've read somewhere. Probably, probably supposed to be. Then again, Bill Murray's uh, in the, Bill Murray's in the set of Ghostbusters 2 and he's an arsehole. <laughs> Oh, the effects. Oh, I have so many tabs open. <laughs> what? I have so many tabs open of like diehard related tidbits. Oh, right. <clears throat> I thought you were still commenting on the film. I was like, what What tabs? What have I missed? Uh, as if they don't have a nickname for him yet. It's him. Now the cops are confused. Yeah, those people in that tank are definitely dead. That was silly. I don't think it is Vigo. Oh, right. I forgot what you were looking up. I forgot I asked a question. <laughs> Draining? I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how this guy... Oh, what a picture. Is that Chuck Norris? <laughs> young Gruber looks like Chuck Norris. That, that's, uh, that is not Alan Rickman. No. That's George, Har- that's George Harrison. Just at a coffee stand. It's George Harrison after Get Back. Oh, did you see the clip for his song that has all the celebrities in it? Uh, no. It just got released this you week. Um, Fred Armisen um, like, made this video for um, George Harrison's song. Uh, I like Fred Armisen. Yeah, so do I. He, he made... seems like a very good people. Oh, My Sweet Lord. So you know the song My Sweet Lord? I do. Yeah, so there's like a seven minute uh, video for it with like heaps of like 40, like 40 celebrity cameos and it's amazing. I... I, everyone should pause this podcast right now and watch it. It's got Mark Hamill at the start. There's like it's like a sci-fi thing going running through it too. It's just it's really really well done. Can I pause the podcast and go and watch it? Sure. <laughs> you don't mean that. Uh, John McClane just um, said that this guy got butt fucked on public television. So. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, he did part of it. He blew up half the building. Did he? He did some of the butt <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, it's I'm still finding so... out whether. Um, oh man. No, I don't think Vigo wasn't. <laughs> you, you hang in there, buddy. We all love you. Some of the other guys out here think you're doing great. Oh you man. Hang in there. This is before any sort of training on how to positively reinforce and encourage your workmates. You hang in there, buddy. I fucking love this bitch. Reckons a talk, <laughs> which is like he basically just he just basically said talk, talk. <laughs> uh, and he was. He is. It is him. It's Vigo. It's Vigo. Yeah. Get out of here. It's Vigo. Oh, sorry. Wow. I'll do it. I'll do it from. It's Vigo. <laughs> the scourge of Carpathia. <laughs> 
It's also sometimes what I call my favorite chocolate bar. Is it? What? Carpathia? A Vigo? Yeah, because it's oh, V-E-G-O, and I don't know how I'm supposed to say it because it's German. What was will be, what is will be no more. <laughs> I know Ghostbusters 2. Like, I've watched that way more than the first one. I fucking love that movie. It came out right at the right time for me. I was seven years old. I haven't watched it since we were supposed to do a watch along, which means uh, I haven't watched it for a long time. We we will do that at some point, just for shits and giggles. I feel like I should watch it properly instead of a watch along. Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch it sometime, and then we'll do it sometime next year. For I like how he calls Hans Booby. 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 Hans Booby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alice, his, what have you done? His mouth looks like an asshole. Like, I fucking hate that. <laughs> it's weird. I don't get if he's supposed to be kind of likable or you're just supposed no, to out, just outright no. hate him. You're supposed to outright hate him and not care when he dies. I also, I would have he loved. He dies? Alice. Yeah, no. Sorry. Sure. Try that. Um, <laughs> no, like, uh, <laughs> I like this. Uh, this this is probably what I could have done without a bit. Okay, so like you like, I know that there needs to be an emotional part of this, and it's probably one of the only action movies that ever does this between two men, which is it's actually kind of groundbreaking when you think about it, because like there's a real love there, um, which is completely like disjointed in the second and third ones um mm. but yeah uh i think um i don't know they, they they lean heavily into it which is you know i suppose you can't sort of just like do it a little bit and then oh he's worked out who he is i i don't know what your old mate Ellis thought was going to come from this. I guess it's all the cocaine that's just uh, fried his brain. He thinks that he can... Or do they not... They're not fully aware... I don't know who so he is in yet. this party... No, but amongst the party people, they've got no real idea how much murdering and killing and stuff is going on, do they? No, they don't know do that. They? Oh, no, no, they do know that um, Takagi's dead because he says he is. Um, they don't... Obviously, they don't know that they're going to die. Um but, uh, I mean, I think Ellis is, yeah, he's just coked out. He just, he thinks he's smarter, the smartest person in the room. It's kind of this, yeah. this, this it's kind of this takedown on the, uh, the um, typical 80s yuppie. And that's what I kind of like this, about this too. It's like, it's, it's actually quite, it's quite smart and quite well done for the time. Oh man, can of coke. Nice. Um, it's getting the royal treatment now. I mean, it's without eyes, so it's a, he's a monster. But, um, but yeah, it's it's, it's this takedown of like the conventions that are usually been in like a lot of other um, uh, movies up until this point. So yeah, I think it's the more you watch it, like the more you can see that it's like a bit more going on. I kind of like John McTiernan who directed this. Um, his next couple of films were 
think a little like well he did um last action hero which uh we have talked about but not released the episode yet <laughs> and we yes we know but we'll get to that yeah we'll get to that <laughs> um but he hasn't done a lot i mean his first one was well he did predator in 87 then he got die hard in 1988 he turned down i believe die hard 2 to do the hunt for october i think he was gonna i think he was gonna do it um but turned it down uh medicine man last action hero die hard with vengeance then he does the thomas crown affair there's a big gap or else it's done as there would be after that um i don't and- know why john stops talking to him on the radio when he's like john john and he just ignores him because he i think he realizes that like eventually they're gonna start to realize that um there's someone else there that he knows also maybe he's just like i don't give a shit about else <laughs> yeah he's right too I, I yeah i don't get that bit like he's yelling at him to say you don't know me and then he just stops talking and stops helping him. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, he could have been saying something. I don't know. It's an odd bit. It's an odd bit. Yeah. Uh, sorry to uh, sorry to put holes in your, uh, your oh, it's fine. glorious Christmas film. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Now, are you on the side of whether this is a Christmas film or not, or is it? You know, because it, it does take time. It take does take place at Christmas time. I think it's a film that takes place at Christmas time, yes. But a Christmas film is something festive and Christmassy, not something that happens at Christmas. That should not be the definition of a Christmas film. And look, I've watched Reindeer Games and I dig that. <laughs> but, um, um, but I know, like it's I think Christmas adjacent is is fine. Yeah, if that's if that's I have nothing against people that want this to be a Christmas film and watch it at Christmas because that's when it's set. That's fine. But talking about festivities of Christmas and being merry, this, I wouldn't say, let's watch a Christmas film, let's watch Die Hard. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit in with what you're going to be doing and enjoying on Christmas Day with the rest of your family. You wouldn't go to, like, from Home Alone 2 to Die Hard in the same night. Like... (laughs) Uh, I probably would but it doesn't i just mean it doesn't encapsulate like a christmasy spirit day now in this bit here that makes when, sense yeah, it does um it's when he's like sort of peddling bullshit to him to make him think that they're they're not just like people looking out looking out for bearer bonds um uh he's one he's one of the smartest villains of all time so i'm just gonna lay it down right now I, I, most most villains are pretty stupid or pretty yeah I don't know. He'd be up there with my favorite villains. Ah, oh, wasn't smart enough to survive, was he? Well, I mean, was he, Paul? Well, was he? Yeah. Wouldn't it Carl, be nice if some of them lived? Carl seems to be like pretty much over his brother dying, so he's just lounging around with Gruber. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, he's not going back into the field now, is he? He's just hanging out on that couch. There is one guy. I'm just trying to think. Of, there is one guy that's helping Theo break through the vault. 
and all he he just gets like um he gets smacked in the face by John McClane right at the end, but I don't think he dies. So I think he might be arrested. Um Carl dies. And Gruber dies. Yeah, what about I think the guy at the front desk? What happens to him? He dies. Uh, he gets a bullet in the head. I'm pretty sure. I've got. A, uh, I've got a. Yeah. I think it's towards the end. Oh yeah, no, he's one of the. Um, so when he when he takes the gun off his back, he's got two bullets. One's for that dude, and one's for um, for Gruber. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that guy actually, the guy in front I, desk actually survives like nearly the entire film. I will be keeping an eye out just in case. It'd be so good to see someone just like slink out the side, like, oh, yeah, I worked here. <laughs> just, that, just like, uh, I wasn't part of this. It was, uh... yeah. Um, uh, yeah. See, more B plot that, like, I get we've got like the newsreader guy on site doing his thing, but now we're back in the newsroom. But I'm thinking Psychology like, Psychology of Terrorists. But is this like one of the first terrorist movies like that really sort of like that wasn't just like a one man army against him? Like, I mean, I think there should be more. Uh, firstly, Ellis should be missing half his face, but whatever. <laughs> he got shot in the face, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, but maybe like they're just yeah. like it was it was a, it was more procedural. Like they're like, we need to give a bit more background. Like we're not just doing like a dumb action movie where like, yeah, like it's just gunning people down. It's like, I want to give some backstory to these people. And that's why it's, it's survived as well. Oh, FBI's here. Um, that's why it survived so long, is that it's, it gives it gives more background to these characters and, like, you feel a bit more for them. That's how I... I that's, that's my... So they're showing all that, and then they're also showing just 100 police and SWAT and detectives just standing out in a car park doing nothing. <laughs> Yeah, have you not seen those? Just waiting. Now, second oh, favorite, Christ. second favorite scene of the entire movie. I also like the fact that someone has graffitied "Merry Christmas," like on the, like who did that? Was that one of the terrorists? Um, oh, I don't know. Or someone broke into the that movie. would have been one of the workmen before they went on holiday. It's like, hey, you know what's gonna piss them off? It's if I spray paint something that they're never going to see because they don't come up into like the into the ducts <laughs> the air conditioner <laughs> he's just sitting at home and it's like and then they blow the they blow the building it's like no one's going to see my work uh this is quite possibly the worst american accent that anyone's ever done in anything but i i give it still full marks because alan rickman's doing it yeah. like there's no way that you can not know that this is the person you're talking to on a um Walkie talkie to like 15 minutes ago. I mean, he's in a suit though. Like, he doesn't, he's not dressed like any of the other henchmen. He doesn't look like any of them. He's got a beard. He kind of looks like Ellis. It's like, <laughs> it makes sense. Like, John's like going, well, he's not wearing a, a wool knit sweater. So I don't think he's one of the, he's not wearing sweatpants. So I don't think he's one of the terrorists. He's not. Has no. He's jacked. seen him. No, he's seen him before through, through the. Um, he's on top of the elevator. He knows who he is. Uh, I saw him from the from above though, like through a grate. I remember that line from the video game. You want to stay alive? Stay with me. 
he just says it over and over and over again when they when yeah because in the video game like you basically just um uh you're uh getting hostages and getting to do do they have to follow you or do they just go they follow you and then you like you dump them off somewhere yeah yeah um man i played that game a lot is that ps yeah ps1 yeah i think so yeah and it was basically stick figures but yeah man it was good just but the way picking he, up machine guns, picking up hostages. The way he ran, game. I remember the way he ran the game looked legit like the way he runs in this movie, though. Like, I, I really liked that the fact that they they got that. So. Yeah, that shoeless little hop thing that he does. Maybe he based his run off the video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's how it works. Um, I mean... Is this one of the most frustrating things in film when the good guy and the bad guy come face to face and they don't know it? Yeah. I think, like, it's one of those things, like, I'm pretty sure they both know who, who, they, who, who they are, but they're just sort of... I mean, he wouldn't give the um, him an empty gun if, um, if he had any inkling that he wasn't Gruber. But I like a good uh I mean thinking about Heat in a couple of years' time, like one of the best t- villain and hero showdowns or like meetups ever in, in film when Pacino and De Niro are sitting at that cafe. Um yeah, I kinda like this. Clay, Bill Clay. Yeah. Like that bit, huh? I do. <laughs> <laughs> but do you also give an empty gun to someone because he's just a civilian and you don't trust them and don't expect them to know how to use it possibly i or think I, I think he knows i think he knows who he is but he just saw him read out a correct name yeah i don't know oh suspense see another point where the film could have ended because he knows he should have just shot him why does he not just shoot him here so there's a there's a bit of uh, there's a bit of back and forth with people on if you if you google like i just did does mclean and groomer know each know (laughs) that they knew each other a lot of people are giving their um yeah, I don't know. Like it, it, it seems to be very split down the middle that they didn't, or that they, they definitely knew who it was. Why is he not shooting him? Why is he not shooting? If he knows his gun's empty, he knows he's got him. Just see again. We've gone back to like him being a good cop and trying to save yeah. the day the right way. You threw someone out of a window, and now you're not willing to at least shoot him in the leg. He's got no handcuffs. What was he gonna do? I like the. I do like the fact though that Gruber was like all good to just shoot him in the face. You were seeing, like, can you imagine? Yeah. Just like if he, he if he, if the claim was what? Oh no, Fabio, Fritz. He just heard him radio for help. Though obviously people are coming. Yeah, you can't faff around, John. Now look. 
Someone says that um, if you Idiot. look closely, though. Um, oh, look at those squibs. Oh. oh, and like to fall through a window like that. Jeez. Yeah. I do have one person who says if you look, um, McLean always has his gun slightly pointed at Gruber during that whole scene where they're just talking so that, you know, he's always on his guard sort of thing. So I don't know. Mm. It's up to your interpretation, I suppose. It's pointless, though, isn't it? Because he's never going to shoot him. No. But Gruber's definitely going to. <laughs> he's going to shoot his face off. Shoot the glass. You can't speak German. You didn't know he said that. Well, now he said. Uh, I can speak German because that's exactly what I was saying. <laughs> he might have said something else in German, and Carl's like, why would you say that? You know I don't speak German. In English, please. That's when he finds out Carl was like pretending to be German the entire time. He's just like, I'm <laughs> sorry, Hans. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry, Hans. I come from Idaho. <laughs> I'm actually Carl. <laughs> it's Carl with the C. I've been lying to you. <laughs> Carl with the C. <laughs> no, Homer. I've been lying to you all along. Oh, man. That's uh, Simpsons Carl with a C. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. We're back in business. Uh, we're back in business. Oh, look at him. Carl wants blood. So sweaty. This is that thing of like, oh man, 80s, it's 80s sweat. Uh, I like how, um, you know, like with, with these bits here, it is making a, because every time you cut back to like the news, they've got a different um, expert like trapping on about terrorism and stuff like that. And that's kind of, that could be like a bit of a, um, bit of an in joke of like, oh, like yeah, that's what that's what they do in real life. Carl's about to smash up a drinks trolley. He just remembered again that his brother's dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's upsetting everyone. Carl, come on. Uh, um, together. But that's cool. Like I remember, like um, anytime in the nineties, even these days, still. Like the amount of like these bullshit experts they get on. I, I remember that there was a siege in Sydney a few years ago and they had a live feed. And when they weren't doing the live feed, they had like yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> He's not walking on it now. He's just sliding through it. Um Imagine if they used that song advertising this film. <laughs> Someone should do a new trailer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would make it more Christmassy. Yeah. Something a little upbeat. But I'm sure that's already out there. I'm going to put this on because this scene has always grossed me out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then oh that episode will get taken down. Oh god! You know what? 
the way that he laughed is like perfectly sort of i reckon you could you could sync this up quite nicely <laughs> um uh. there's a thing that uh i was listening to and don't don't sigh but i was listening to uh uh Gawley and rust um recently and there's a thing that paul rust does where he he syncs up albums to movies <laughs> and says like so he'll be watching um certain movies and then he'll fight he'll look at the runtime and look at the runtime of certain albums and then like play the album while the movie's going on and he said it's amazing how it syncs up to certain things it's just um i haven't done it yet but apparently it's it's quite a quite a thing to do quite, yeah it's quite fun um speaking of all that fun ours just opened his heart up to john McLean after he's been a dick to him about how he shot a kid yeah yeah and now he's in a dark place and McLean's like whoops you couldn't have known John McLean that he shot a kid but maybe don't be a dick to people before you know their story he's taking glass out of his foot and this guy no John McLean's being so tough as like I got glass in my foot hey Al you're just at a fucking desk you baby why are you at a desk are you a baby <laughs> And I said, actually, I shot a kid in the dark and I'm mentally scarred from it. And John went, oh, well, I've got glass on my foot, bro. <laughs> but maybe like that's the whole story. Like, I shot a kid. I'm really unfit. <laughs> and, I, and I slept with the chief's wife. <laughs> There's a bunch of other stuff, but mostly the, 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 the shooting. He saw his friend <laughs> shoot a kid me. and then just go back to normal life. They caught me fucking a Twinkie in the bathroom. <laughs> you asked for miracles. I give you the FBI. Uh, are the FBI being dodgy here? This dude uh, shows up in a lot of 80s movies. This guy down in the sewer. Um, oh, yeah. He... He's in Groundhog Day. Yep. He's in the Burbs. He is. Is it too early for flapjacks? <laughs> he I, doesn't say that, but he's in that scene. Did I recently? Did I tell you I recently watched that? The Burbs. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it before. I think I've ah. seen. I'd, I'd seen parts of it, but I'd never seen like the full movie. And man, delightful. Isn't it? It was a lot His better than Walt. Of course, his name is Walt. I feel like his name is Walt and everything. No, there's it's, a I, character in The Burbs called Walt, isn't there? Possibly. Um, he's is. a stand-up. He's a stand-up comedian, so like his his um his delivery on like and these little bit parts is uh, quite good. I think he died very early on though. Um, oh. um And I also read that him and uh, Tom Hanks did not get on. <laughs> In um on the, on the burbs, apparently they went. Was it a big fan? Well, that's sad. I assume they would have been buddies and worked together all the time. <laughs> um, now I'm doing a poll and I'm on IMDb, seeing if there's a guy called Walt in the burbs. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like be. I've heard him say the name Walt a lot. He looks like a Walt. Maybe he just looks. He waits for like um, he waits for uh, acting jobs. It's like is a character called Walt 
then uh, I can I can do that. He was in Polly oh, Shore's dead. Rick DeCommon. Yeah, he died in 2015. I didn't die that. He stopped making movies in 2004, though. Ooh. So uh, something may have happened. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He might have just... Um, he died from diabetes. Uh, oh, yeah, he's in Spaceballs. He's in the bar, I'm pretty sure, at the end of Spaceballs. He's the holy last... shit. What? Are you in his IMDb? Yeah. He's in NYPD Blue called Walt. <laughs> <laughs> his last Basically, two, Law and Order. His last two movies, shut up. His last two movies is Back to Midnight with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. And then the last thing he was ever in was a movie called Funky Monkey in 2004, mm. which has got a 3.7 rating. It's got Matthew Modine in it, so... <laughs> You know, he's he's been in some childhood bangers though. Uh, blank check. We'll get to oh, next year. Man, Last Action Hero is what we were trying to think of. Yep. Um, Groundhog Day obviously loaded with one Encino Man. Oh no, he's not in the bar in Space Wars. He's one of the guards. Yeah, he is Encino Man. Last yeah. Boy Scout, Gremlins Two, Hunt for Red October. Oh man, security guard seems to be a thing that he does a lot. Yeah, he's a. He's done all right. Hey, you're all right. <laughs> Good work, Rick. Oh, he's in jury duty. Did you say that? 1995. Uh, I skipped we, over that one. We're in peak Paulie Shaw territory. We're just about to enter that. So. Oh yeah, we are. Oh my god. Oh, sc- oh yeah. I actually Scary- think I watched Jury Duty recently. Oh yeah. Scary movie. He's um Cindy's dad. He says he's a drug dealer. He's like, he's awesome. Love that. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Brick do come and anyway, we, um, salute, we salute you. We've lost a lot of movie. Um, I should be we playing. Have, uh, John McClane hasn't got his shirt on. Yeah. Oh. And my initials are in the window, in the mirror. Your initials aren't in the mirror, Paul. What's, who does that? What's that? What is that? What Did he write that? I don't know. I was I was looking up um, to come and. <laughs> that sounds quite rude. <laughs> Wait till the podcast is over to do that. Mate. Um, twenty-four times four br. Is he like beautiful minding the terror situation? Not <laughs> like a... yeah, he's trying. Um, he forgot that he's an idiot. Numbers on. Mirror. <laughs> Die hard. That's so fucking weird. Nah, that's nothing. Nothing? No. Surely. Surely that's got to have some significance to something somewhere. Is that a John Hughes reference, you think? <laughs> yes. Uh, let's look, think about the 24. 24, 24. I've seen... Ferris Bueller 24 times. <laughs> um, uh, numbers on Mirror Die Hard. Come on. Okay, Mental Floss. I would, you know uh, what? what one, one of my things is like, if I had really just given up the whole BAM thing 
early on and realized that's not going not going to go anywhere and like tried to jump on the bandwagon of like pop culture website blogging back in the 2000s i would be <laughs> i'll be working at mental floss right now <laughs> it's like i know all this shit yeah you would also know what 24 times 4 br means in die hard as well mm. instead you've wasted your life why do his feet still hurt why doesn't he wrap them up with something where's his shirt <laughs> do we cover where his shirt went um i think he used it to um mop up the the foot blood I probably use it to clean the sink afterwards, yeah. That's what a man would do. <laughs> Ooh, it's a lot of bombs. Ooh. Yeah, it's like, I really like uh, <laughs> C4 is just something that you like. Uh, oh. It's like plasticine oh, that oh. you just stick stuff into. <laughs> That's my yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> McLean's got a snout in his cheek. Oh, Carl put his snout in his cheek. He could have said, um, he could have used that as code. And he's like, snout. <laughs> and they would have known there's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, stop talking Instead, about pigs. Instead, they wasted too much time. They're talking about their feelings instead of creating code words. Yep. I'm going through. I'm not seeing anything to do with the. Maybe it was just like some assistant on the film was like, I'm just going to put my initials and dead birth on the mirror. Because 24th is a date. <laughs> and 4th is a month. Maybe it's just like that whole. I mean, like, I suppose it's just that lived in feeling. Like, why wouldn't you have. If it's a thir- if it's a thirty plus story building, like you'd have a bunch of bathrooms that people just graffiti. Maybe it's the same worker that did the Merry Christmas graffiti up on the air conditioning ducts. That does not look like uh, yeah. Bruce Willis either. <laughs> that photo is never yes, like it Bruce. Does. It does not. It looks like oh, they said, "Oh holy. shit, we need a." It's like they completed some of the movies, like and Bruce Willis went to like another part of the country and they're like, oh shit, we need to do a photo for the photo frame in the office. It's like, I'll just get Bruce Willis's like stunt double. This is what he gets. Bruce Willis doesn't have a stunt double. This is where there should be a helicopter and he just beats him up until he flies into it. I mean, I can see now. This This is so bad. I can see now that the the number two henchman in Vengeance does look very similar to the to Carl. I can see like that maybe that's like Carl's other brother or dad or cousin, cousin, son. It's just Die Hard: The Vengeance is just like anyone who's had a had a terrorist member killed by John McClane is going to come to New York and fuck him up. It makes more sense than Timothy Oliphant just appearing and being angry. Hey, he is amazing in that movie. Mm. I like I like him. Yes. I, I, I think Die Hard 4 is better than Die Hard 2. If I was going to rank him, it would be like 1, 3, 4, 2. 5, 6, 7, 8. 
<laughs> I actually don't give, even know how many they did. They did, you give me, did you give me your Star Wars ranking back? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I'm not sure I agree. I think you're confused. No, you didn't. I haven't watched the new ones enough. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, so you got shot. Um. Oh, you know what you should have teed up there? Shot what? through the heart. <laughs> bon Jovi. <laughs> We're just going to make it. I mean, it was, his, it was his shoulder, but... Still. I love that. How he's just like, I'm going to kick him and just like... It's like he actually... I would love to see him um, for some of this shit, like making little traps a la um, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> and now this... Okay, let's just talk about the fact that there's obviously cleavage there. Like, I'm not sure whether, whose choice it was, but like, I don't know. Because it hasn't been there the entire film. Yeah, the entire film. Like, it's And like, I think she's had the same amount of buttons undone. And it's like, oh, well, now we'll just push them up. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Bonnie Bedelia it's, can it's do what odd. she wants to do. Like, it's, it's, you know, she can. I feel like it probably wasn't her choice, though. Free sperm and. Um, he just got shot in the shoulder. Yep. And now he's fighting and hanging this man up as if yep. he's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Have you ever been shot in the shoulder? You might not be that bad. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Probably I not. like one of my favorite bits in Raiders is when he gets shot in the arm and that last, uh, Nazi dude comes in and starts punching him where he's being shot. I'm like, yeah, they'd fight dirty. Yeah. Like that. Yep. Who wouldn't? Um, do what you got to do. Oh man, we've got to do Last Crusade at some point as a watch along. It's just, it's just gonna be done. The boat. <laughs> I I think about that movie the... more than I probably should, and I don't know why. Out of all of the Indiana Joneses. Oh man! Look! Look at that what? squib! Look at that! It's blood everywhere. You really like squibs, huh? It's. I just like I, I in the eighties they were just so, um, so apparent. Like it's just like we're in like Robocop and lots of stuff. Sorry, the whole roof is wired to explode. So just. Get on oh, the floor. It's Chris Farley. <laughs> no, yeah. you know what? Yeah. It's not Chris Farley. It is uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but it is. He wants to be a god. Why are they? It's going to do my Philip Seymour Hoffman impression. You <laughs> want me to go downstairs. <laughs> um. Oh, man. There's some serious issues with some of this film it's hard when so much it holds together so well and then all of a sudden it's like uh, what's happening but i guess they're just dumb office people can you imagine though that you've got one person um on that roof who knows who john mcclain is because she and to be honest knows him because he was a complete dick to her um being holy, yeah. secret- holy secretary and he comes up and he looks like you know someone that you probably shouldn't trust because he's like he looks like shit and then start shooting them. And they're like, all right, we'll go back. And then, like, as they go back downstairs, they've got the dead 
the guy he just shot in the doorway and he's also got Carl that he's hung and they're like, uh, why are we listening to the guy who just hung someone and shot someone and is now <laughs> shooting stuff? It's like, who's the bad guy here? It was almost like that scene in Hellraiser. Imagine they'll just stop and scream at every single point. <laughs> when she's in that nightclub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, God, that's terrible. By the way, very good um, scene uh, in The Fugitive when uh, Tommy Lee Jones is on top of a building and they've got uh, I think I think it's I don't think it's FBI, but I think it's cops shooting at him too. I'm like, like give me give me fugitive vibes. Also, a good homage to Brooklyn Nine Nine, jumping <laughs> off the roof with an explosion. Oh yeah. Well, this yep. is the, this is his yeah, big thing, isn't it? This is his big. Like that's the movie that he's he most identifies with. Yes. Yeah. That was the joke. I'm, I'm still. Oh, I'm still not. I I do like it. I just. I don't know. I think a lot of it gets, a bit, it gets a bit samey after a while. That's the only thing I'm saying. Um, no, although I do... You're probably yeah. thinking of something else. <laughs> probably. Don't tell me it's form- formulaic. I'll kill you. I'm not saying it's formulaic. I'm just saying it's just... Um, okay. Yeah. I think sometimes I forget that it's a comedy show and I get into the cop portion of it and then I get a bit like, ah... Uh, because like... A lot of the cop portion of it, portions of it are actually quite good. Like, and I think they do a lot of training and I think they do procedural quite well. I think sometimes I'm like, oh, this could be like a legit Law and Order episode. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of the, the nice variety of that show where it is, it's not just all funny all the time. It's just, it's not all cop all the time. Yeah. You know, little bits of everything. It's very smart. Sometimes it's nice. We're going to need some more FBI guys, I guess. That's pretty funny. <laughs> All these guys are horrible. They're like seeing people they've just met die and they're just like, I love the fact that it dings and like, and then it explodes. It's just amazing. Is it just, this, is it just the scenery or me? Does this remind you of Jurassic Park? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Argyle's been like seriously. We could have been going back back and forth with Argyle instead of the news, the news people all the time. Yeah, he could have been a bit more involved. He could have been doing something funny right. or weird. He's about to he's about to um, punch Theo. So I find it oh, weird yeah. that he doesn't know exactly what's going on. He's... How would Argyle know what's going on? I, I, you'd have to be able to hear it. Like, I mean, how much stuff like stuff's blowing up? Well, no, he's watching it on TV. He knows what's going on. Oh, but he doesn't know it underneath. It's all connected. Yeah, true. He just knows there's some sort of siege. John McClane. This is back in 88. These things didn't happen. John McClane, when he's walking at the moment, looks like what I do when I really do take a shit. (laughs) Just covered in blood and sweat. (laughs) Yeah. Desperation. (laughs) When he's just like, he's doing that little sort of half limp of like, okay, I need to go. I need to go. Not to, not to turn his gross or anything. But... Oh. Oh, do you need to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you notice in that little scene there where he's got his two bullets, that was the worst fake punch in the world? Oh, yeah. That was terrible. Um, McLean's still got the writing on his forearm. Yeah. The bad guy's name. Oh, man, that's... See, see, this is the dude. He drops the certificates and, like, that guy could... 
that guy's a last duel. Oh, yeah. The guy from the front desk, he's still there. He's still there. He's done so well. I mean, he stayed out of danger the entire film. And now he just slipped in at the end. He's like, oh, are we ready to go home? Cool. I'll come and help. He looks like He's the like dude. at the end of the party when you've already cleaned up. It's like, do you need any, do you need any help cleaning up? He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, you literally want to. He's just like the last guy left. He's like, oh, well, I guess I'll go. Unless you need me to clean up. Like, nah, you can stay. We can go. It's fine. He kind of looks like uh, the guy from Dirty Jobs. You know, that Mike Rue from that Dirty Jobs show. I reckon that's what the other... Dirty Jobs. I haven't watched it. That's good. No. I like it. I kind just... of want that guy to just slink off out of the scene with a briefcase. And he's just, he's just no like, one cares. And he's just miming to, it's like, I'll see you later. Okay, you've got this. <laughs> I'll just get in the way. I feel like I'm in the way. Uh, why do you, why do you have to have an ego at the end? It's like, no, don't kill him. I want to do it. Uh, so my dumb. first like he's question killed everybody my first thing i'll be saying is like why is three of my wife's buttons undo undone on the shirt can you stop being gross because mm-hmm. they weren't before yeah get in bonnie oh, dealer catchphrase look at the tiny snout on his gun as well by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh they're all having a laugh and Bobby Deals is like fucking men. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is the old um, just like he did in DH three. There we go, right in the head. Now my thing has always been that his <laughs> his back would be too sweaty to hold that table. <laughs> Like, he's so slick. Like, it has to be some pretty decent uh, tape. Oh, and then the watch. Oh, American that... tape is very good. And then the watch that she's been given by Ellis is uh, what kills Gruber. See, Ellis, thanks for that. Expensive oh, watch. What a moment. Expensive watch doesn't do shit. Uh, apparently got that expression because he did take a small fall and they did not tell him when they were going to drop him. They did. They said one, two, three, and they dropped him on two, apparently. Oh, how sneaky. Like accidentally dropped him on two or? No, no, uh, in, on, intentionally. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he was upset about that afterwards. Ah, uh, gross. Don't kiss. He's so gross. Oh, God. I thought her a face. Uh, can you imagine that? Just blood and oil and sweat wiped onto your mouth. I would be so angry. And it's probably not all his blood too. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, I would a hundred percent punch him in his bullet wound if he'd <laughs> done that bit, to me. There's a bit in Die Hard: The Vengeance where he comes out of that. Oh, it comes out of a lift, and like um, Samuel Jackson's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Oh, it's not my blood." <laughs> He's just got someone else's blood like yeah. covering him. Man, it's like a war uh, I want to see a 2021 action film. Where it's like, yeah, I got to go get COVID tested. Um, uh, <laughs> I mean, and AIDS and HIV tested. Well, that's now. the thing. Like these, these days, like 
1988, this is like, you know, the height of AIDS. Like, he's just got blood going everywhere. Um, that he's wiped on his wannabe wife's face. Yeah. That's right. It's okay. She's... She somehow cleaned it off. That's right. We know that Bonnie Medelia is okay with fluids. <laughs> Not live fluids. I um I watched a forensic files where the about a murder and the um they did the same thing. Like the the girlfriend froze sperm. Nice. I think it should be Oh yeah. I did you message us about that, I think, when you were watching it? <laughs> it's probably it's something else. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah this, hey, this girl just bedelied him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Imagine that's your claim to fame. I fucking hate action movies where it's just like, dude's laughing about. I, I, I get it, but it's just like. Oh, They're just... delirious. Yeah. Who'd have thought they'd make it out alive? Like, I like, I'd be more upset at uh, Pal. It's like, oh. How'd you pick me out? <laughs> I don't know. You look like the sort of person that eats a lot of Twinkies and sits at a desk. <laughs> Would you also be a bit annoyed your wife suddenly takes your name back? Like, oh, I see. Oh, I see. You love me again. Well, all you have to do is, oh, look at him. Carl can't be hung. How... Carl, Carl hung. <laughs> how, how did he not die? Surely he's dead. I would love to have seen an owl like uh, Danny Glover. Oh, shake, the shakes. Neck warm up. Yeah. How's the detail of the gunpowder on his head? Yeah. You don't see that very often. Oh, now he's having PTSD. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I thought it was a kid. <laughs> Should have just let him kill everyone out. It wasn't worth it. Oh man. John's like, thanks. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to sleep for the next two months, but you're alive, I guess. That's fine. Yeah. Um. He's just now. He's just gonna. He's like, Al's just gonna shoot everyone now. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, it's whoa, okay. Whoa. He's moved on. Whoa, whoa. He's smiling. That Paul Gleason guy should have said, "Um, oh, here we go. Hands up." This is your favorite moment. Uh, Bedelliard. Get that? How many? How many different Bedelias are there? Uh, Does she just freeze his sperm, or is no, Bedelia sorry, no, when no, you he's got, now? No, he's just got Gennard. <laughs> ah, okay. She's got yeah. three names. She's got three names. <clears throat> um, Does that make her a serial? Hey, that guy in the background looks like a um, ah, oh, look like a very young uh, Kylo Ren. <laughs> Adam Driver. <laughs> Um, just the you know, actors don't don't I, actors don't um appear to me. It's, it's, it's just their characters. I'm like, <laughs> I watched oh, right. Mar- I watched Marriage Story with Kyle Reddy. He was very angry. <laughs> uh, um, I just want to point out what Argyle said at the end. What did he say? I feel like he's saying this isn't a Christmas film. What he says. Uh, what did he just say? Sorry, I'm going to go back. If this is their idea of Christmas, i got to be here for New Year's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this isn't Christmas. Which would have set up um, the second one being at New Year's quite nicely. 
and Argyle would have had to be like, can you imagine? So this is my this is my little pitch. Like the film opens up, they're at uh they're at Holly's place. Um and then they get then Argyle picks him up to go to the airport. And then maybe Powell goes with him as like an escort sort of thing. And then they get stuck in the airport together. Like that would have been fucking amazing. Like the terminal or just <laughs> the movie the terminal or the actual terminal? <laughs> And then they, have to, then they have to they stay just, there for a year. The airport. <laughs> they have to stay there for a year because yeah. the country doesn't exist anymore. Um, no, like then they, they get stuck. It'd be like kind of like with um. Uh, then you get into Die Hard too, basically. Like they they're all at the terminal, and then you find out that like the secondary thing for Gruber was like he had another guy setting up um, to make planes fall out the sky for whatever reason, and then it's just basically flows the thing of uh, of Die Hard too. And obviously they survive and win. The yeah. plane lands in New York and then number three starts. And then his taxi driver... Number went, three oh, no. starts, yeah, because he tries to get in a cab and it's Samuel L. Jackson. No, but Samuel L. Jackson's not a cab driver. He works in that... Um, Wasn't he? Anti- no, he's, he works oh, at the, um, yeah. the thrift store. Electronic store. Yeah. Yeah. He just becomes a cab driver for... <laughs> John McClane. Hey, I just saw a white man. I've seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I love how uh, ah, John McClane calls him a racist. <laughs> Is that where it started? Where white people thought that black people were racist? He says he's like, oh, you you ain't you don't want to help me because you're a racist. You you hate me because because I'm white. And, he, and, he, and he, then he then his response is quite. It's like I don't like you because you get me killed. I'm like, yeah, because he's a white man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that um, syncs up nicely with Ace Ventura. What happens to Ace Ventura? The white man brings disease and then he sneezes on them. <laughs> I'm fighting something. So, um, that's that's Die Hard. That is Die Hard. We Christmas or not. Um, <clears throat> well, it is. So Remains unsolved. <laughs> Do um, to say that now? <laughs> yeah. They don't have ownership of that anymore. Um, okay. Yeah, so enjoy... Christmas, everyone. Um, it's a very weird Christmas, I know. Um, I thought this, this time last year we were probably thinking like, ah, 2021 will be fine. Um, so here I'm going to say it, 2022, we're going to be fine. Uh, I mean, hopefully you and the majority of people you know are vaccinated now, at least yeah. twice. So we're, we're a lot closer than we were last year. Yes. Yeah, Second so next year will be fine. Yeah. Um, and then third comes after second. Well, happy birthday, buddy. I mean, happy birthday. Oh, no, well, actually, happy birthday because your birthday's coming up uh, just after Christmas. And it Merry is. Christmas. So, Merry merry Birthday. Thank you. Happy holidays to you and your family and to anyone that dares listen all the way through to the end of this episode. <laughs> um, let us know what your uh, what chocolate you would eat um, if you were a terrorist about to be stormed by the FBI. <laughs> and uh, where you sit with this being a Christmas film. Yes. All right. Until next Actually, time. Actually, no, I don't bother because everyone talks about that. I don't care. It's not a Christmas <laughs> film. All right. Until, until next, next time. time. Um, and next year. Oh, actually, no, we, we might have one more episode for the end of the year. So until Aren't next we? time. Uh, I think so. I think yes, we will. We'll have uh, our June episode. Will be in the last week of this year. So, 
Yes. Okay. So until then, I will see you all later. Bye, everybody. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at Mild Scribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbor, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.